You're listening to Innovation in Education, the Pulaski Academy podcast where we share stories of how PA is inspiring students to explore, create, contribute, and achieve. Now, here are your hosts, Greg Ledbetter and Matt Pulley. Thank you for being here, and this is Greg Ledbetter with the Halftime Show. Uh, we are going to talk about topics that aren't related to athletics and are about the school and Tonight we have Christina Carroll, who is our STEM teacher, uh, and we're excited about talking about our STEAM and STEM program. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, you, you are very welcome. Well, tell us a little bit about the STEM program, how it got started, and your role in that. Okay, so eight years ago, we decided, uh, Ms. Brewster and Ms. Fitton, who was also there at the time, decided that we needed a STEM program, and so they asked me to do it. And so at that time, it was for kindergarten through fourth grade. And the national science standards had just changed, and so they had come out with some new standards, and we felt like that was a really good time to reevaluate what we were doing in science curriculum in the lower school and then for kindergarten as well and just you know put a whole fresh new spin on it and have a whole new curriculum that we created here we chose not to purchase a curriculum we wanted something that was going to be unique and special to pa and so that's what that's how it started I should have started off, tell us exactly what STEM means. A lot of people may not know that. Yes, so STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. So the science curriculum that we we do, we do uh, all areas of science every year. So all the first graders get an earth science, a life science, and a physical science unit every year, as does all the other grade levels. And then we also incorporate a computer science unit every year every into year. that curriculum. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that's the science. So that's the S part of it. But now I'm going to back up just for a second because over the eight years we've made some changes and we've added a program called the STEAM program, yes. right? Okay. And so my good friend Julie Patty is amazing and she is the teacher in the STEAM program. And so the difference between STEAM and STEM is the A. Yes. And so the A is art. And so she does a lot of um, explorations with art type things in the STEAM lab. Um, They have a beautiful new room that they opened up last year. So her space pretty much doubled last year. And with a lot of new experiences for our little ones, um, they learned so much down there that we have had to change our program up here in the lower school because they just knew so much when they came to me. So things like animal habitats, Miss Patty covers that so well in STEAM, we didn't need that again in STEM. So then we were able to take that unit and make it more academic and, and really increase the um, the content level. And so now we're covering things like tertiary producer or consumers and producers and things like that with food chains and life cycles, stuff that we didn't cover before. So we're able to add new things that are more challenging because we have such a great STEAM program that lays the foundation down there in our early childhood school. So the way it operates now is STEAM is for our two and a half year olds through kindergarten. Yes, sir. And then our STEM program starts in the first grade and goes through the yes. fourth grade. Yes. And uh, and in the STEM program, which is what we're talking about, and we're going to go to the content of that in just a minute, 
But what's the time frame which the kids spend with you? Okay, so I spend uh, about an, uh, well, it's an hour with first and second about once a week. And then third and fourth, there is a lot more content to cover and the standards are a lot more meaty. And so I see them twice a week for wow. an hour each time. Yeah. An hour each time. That's yeah. awesome. And so it is because it, we really do need that time for all of the hands-on exploration. So we want to incorporate the nonfiction, which is important, and the vocabulary. But then we also want science to really come alive for our kids. And the way that we do that is through lots of hands-on experiences. And so if we teach just the vocabulary in isolation, then they really don't have that application that they need to really understand what those words mean. And so the hands-on part of the science is essential for them to have a deep understanding of pretty difficult science concepts. I mean, you know, nobody probably would have tried to teach third graders about series and parallel circuits, but we do that by giving them the light bulbs and conductive Play-Doh and all of that makes it easy for them to learn about it and play with it, but also learn things that, you know, we wouldn't have tried to teach kids 10 years ago, you know, in the, in the elementary school age. And so by giving them those hands-on experiences, we really can increase that deeper understanding of these basic science concepts. That is so awesome. Uh, do you take adults in your class? I think I would be ready for that. Uh, <laughs> we do actually, you know, when it's not COVID, we do have a lot of parents that, and grandparents, and, you know, a lot of dads who really like to volunteer in the STEM lab because it is a lot of things that they're interested in. And we've had, you know, parents that were doctors or engineers come in and help me with the classes because Absolutely. they, you know, they're the subject matter expert too. And so having them come in and work with a small group of kids or help with an engineering project is great for them to be able to be involved, but it's also great for the kids to see these are some careers that I might want to do if I'm interested in STEM. That is so interesting. And when you talked about the vocabulary and the language part of it and, and then the application, your background actually is a reading specialist, correct? Yes, You're a master degree in that area. Yes. So how has that played in that role of teaching the kids the vocabulary and then helping with the implementation? Well, it really has helped a lot because we want to make sure that we, you know, while our focus is to give the kids a lot of experiences with science, we don't want to lose that that knowledge base either. Awesome. And so it's really important, especially as our kids get closer and closer to middle school, that we are teaching them how to read nonfiction for information. How are we highlighting? You know, do we, we don't want to highlight the whole paragraph. You know, we want to only highlight the important information. How can we look at the questions that we have to answer and help guide yes. where, where we look for the answers in the text? And so teaching them those kinds of like study skill type things, how to read nonfiction, how to look for the important information, how to then write like a scientist. We spend a lot of time on that at yes. all of our grade levels. How do I articulate what we did in STEM? How do I use those words like I made a hypothesis or use the other vocabulary in our writing? So if in first grade, 
we're talking about simple machines, we're also talking about forces. And so when we did inclined planes earlier this week, they, we talked about how gravity is pulling our marble down the inclined plane. And so when we write our sentence, we need to use some of that vocabulary in our sentence because then that makes it writing like a scientist. Yep. And so all of that is sprinkled throughout all of the d different grade levels as well as all the different areas of science that we're doing. That fits right into our language arts program for yes. the elementary programs as well, which is so strong. And we're going to talk about the content. We've mentioned a little bit about the science, what each letter stands for, and we started with science. But you might go back over that, and then let's talk about the technology, engineering, and math, if you will. Okay. So our science curriculum is created here, so it's completely unique to PA. It has evolved, as we talked about a little bit earlier. So as the, as the kids learn more and more, and as science changes, because scientists are making new discoveries all the time, mm. so I try and keep up on very current on that. Um, but we also have changes in technology that influence our curriculum. Sure. And so technology is a huge piece, especially this year, because we have some of our friends that are online. Our third and fourth graders have moved one-to-one -one with laptops in the classroom. Yes. So we're really using those um, a lot with them. We, because we can't do quite the same with the labs that because we're not in the STEM lab and so we're on a cart. So we are kind of modifying some of the labs to make, um, to use the computers and technology for that. So we're doing more virtual labs and um, more simulations on the computer, but teaching the kids how to also use the computer appropriately in our computer science unit that we do with first through fourth grade we do everything from programming to video game development as well as a online safety course. So the FBI has a great safety course that we do um, when we do our computer science unit that gives us the language to be able to start talking to our kids about how to be safe online. So since so mm. many of our kids are online and they're Absolutely. online a lot, we wanna make sure that we're starting that dialogue early and so we start talking with them about that in second grade. That's great. Um, our technology, Really, I mean, I would think that that's one of the biggest thing that's, things that has evolved over the eight years of the STEM lab because technology has changed so much. And then our kids being able to use Google Classroom. I'm getting ready to make a Google slide presentation with my third graders on the dinosaur that they chose to research. And so those are things that we probably wouldn't have done eight years ago, but now yeah. we can. And so that has influenced our curriculum to an extent because projects that we might've done eight years ago on a poster board, we're now doing as a Google slide presentation instead. Um, with the engineering, every grade level has the opportunity to do one at least one engineering challenge a year. And so we try and make that incorporated into our science curriculum. So for example, second grade does a fractured fairy tale unit in their classroom. So where they read all the three little pigs, all the different versions of the three little pigs. So some of them are from the wolf's perspective and some of them are, you know, the three little pigs, but then it's like a twist on that story. And so they're comparing and contrasting all these different fairy tales. And so as a part of that, we bake a three piggy house. So they have to work together as a team and they have to, you know, make it stylish, but yet stable. And so we're learning about stability. We have levels. And so they're oh making sure that their posts are level and straight and all of that. So there's a whole bunch of design and engineering that goes into that unit that also has to do with what they're doing in the classroom. 
And then we bring in the writing into that. They have a persuasive writing piece that they do with me where they're trying to persuade someone to buy their piggy house. And then the big bad wolf comes at the end and tries to blow it down. Everybody's very nervous that day, <laughs> but it's really, really cute. And so that's one example of one of the engineering challenges that we do. But every group oh gets to have their own engineering challenge. And then in fourth grade, everybody gets really excited when we make the big paper roller coasters. You know, they're about yes. five and a half feet tall and they use paper. They make them all out of paper. I do not make them for them. They make all the pieces. And then they have to, because that, that is part of an energy unit. And so we're learning about um, um, kinetic and potential energy in that unit. And so they have to balance that energy with the paper pieces to make sure that the marble has enough energy to get through the system, but not so much energy that the marble pops out. Pops out. Right. And so, you know, that there's a lot of problem solving in that. You know, it kind of goes along with our other... Um, some of our other philosophies at, at PA about that growth mindset and because you really do have to make mistakes and you have to take risk and you have to keep trying with that because it's, it's, it is difficult, you know, and the kids will sometimes get frustrated and they need to like walk it off and yeah. then come back and then they're <laughs> like, I can do this. And I'm like, I know you can. And so, you know, cause there's not one right answer. So there's lots of possibilities. So and good. so when there's not one right answer, sometimes that can be kind of frustrating, but I've noticed over the years of doing STEM, that our kids are getting even better at that. They're not as um, anxious about being wrong or taking a risk because this is a place where we want them to do that. Do That's that. how we learn down here. You know, we want to take risks. We want to be wrong because scientists are wrong all the time. So by doing engineering challenges and labs that allow for that exploration and discovery, then there's a lot more learning that takes place there. You know, if they know all the right answers before they ever start, then you've you've missed all the learning. Right, you know? that's right. It's a so process. We want, yeah, so when we do a lab and they don't know what's going to happen and they're like, whoa, that excitement, you know, they're so excited to see what's going to happen in the next lab. Right. then they're already bought into it all, you know? And so they're waiting for, you know, the lab or they're hanging on my every word to find out what's gonna happen next, you know? And so they're really excited about the learning. And then my job is really done at that point because if they're excited about the learning, <laughs> they're gonna remember the stuff that we did. And then, you know, then they've, they've learned and done everything they need to know, so. Well, you're a classic example of how we really make learning fun here at Pulaski Academy. So uh, that's a lot of great information. It's, it's unbelievable what these kids are doing at this age level. Uh, and that's a, 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 a strong compliment to you for what Thank you're doing. You. Yeah, it, I think too, you're an example. You know, we, our vision is to be uh, the leader in innovative education. And I think that's happening in our STEAM and STEM program. Certainly our mission is to inspire students to explore and create, and that's happening right here. So thank you for everything that thank you're doing. You. Thank you for sharing this with, uh, with us. And uh, if anyone's ever interested in learning more about our STEAM and STEM program, feel free to get a hold of me at greg.ledbetter at pulaskiacademy.org. But that does it for this show, and we thank you again, Christina, and we look forward to next week when we'll have someone else talking. <laughs>